This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, Tank Girl, Miriam Joie. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Joie, and I am joined today by Richard Lai. Hello. Hey, Richard. Thanks How's for having going? me. Oh, I'm all right. Well, thanks for having me. So, you know, we kind of lied to you all and got you all going thinking you were going to hear about phones, but really this is a cooking show. It's called The Fearless Kitchen, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about food. Yes, that's right. Um, that is that is a big lie, actually. <laughs> so, um, if you hear banging behind me, uh, it's because the construction has suddenly begun at 8.30, just as I'm starting the podcast. My neighbors upstairs are getting their apartment redone. Ah. And it is a nightmare. They're building a condo across the street. You've been to my house, Richard. Yeah, that's right. You mean so, the, the one with the poker uh, poker stop? Is that the correct. one? Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. So. So no. I'm kidding. Fearless Kitchen is a bit of a joke because when I posted about the podcast on my Facebook, that was the photo that popped up from the World Podcast website. World Podcasts is the the podcast empire no it's probably not an empire but that is um taking care of the technical and manage and what is the word operational aspects of this podcast so that i can bring it to you weekly so hopefully um you know this will happen all the time now all the time richard mm, you can get a lot of miriam maybe oh, what, what's was it a monthly or what do you reckon that's that's mm. dangerous oh. you're breaking up a little you're uh, it's okay, up. you're back. So, so here's a, here's a question. What phone do we start talking about first? It's kind of like the elephant in the room because you were at the event in Taipei last night. Do you want to introduce yeah. it? Well, yeah, it's the HTC U11, the successor to, uh, well, some say it's the successor to the U Ultra, but it, it's actually the successor to the HTC 10, which you can tell by the name. And uh, it's kind of like the part of the whole new... Uh, thing that HTC's got going on, um, you know, they've stopped the. Um, well, first of all, they actually stopped calling phones the M eight or M whatever. So that was with the ten, and now they're doing this whole U campaign. So they want to not make phones that actually know you. You know, you get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But what what do you think? Isn't that BS? Like, like uh, I think it's a load of. I mean, the, the, this naming, like, we went from M to kind of A as a detour, to nothing and not to U. Like, why couldn't they just call it the HTC 11? I have no idea. You know what? Actually, I was uh, in a group interview today with the, um, well, yesterday, by the time you guys listened to it, uh, the president of smartphones and connected devices, the HTC, uh, Jialin Shang. He, uh-huh. um, someone actually asked that same question. Why call it the U11? Why why not just 11? Or why not U1? Because since they're making this like a kind of a new thing, like, a, like a, this is their, the next, for the next 20 years at HTC, you know. And he actually, he thought for a second. He didn't know how to answer that. And wow. He, well, he actually, he, he said he never saw it as a problem. And then he actually blurt, uh, uh, blurted out that, it was actually his boss who came up with this uh, this name, and his boss being Cher Wang, you know, the CEO. Of course, you're not gonna argue with Cher. No, she's a, she's mean. Yeah. So I'm making I'm totally making it up, guys. Okay. So yeah. 
Yeah, well, but but uh, it's kind of silly of Charlie to say that because uh, you know why why put your own boss on the spot, right? But yeah, going back to the it's question, it's going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. But you know, going back to your question, I have no idea. But you know, it's the the U11. We're stuck with that name, and that's it. But it would have been fun to call it the U1 because then next year they they maybe collaborate with the U2 band, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be funny. That would be you know, the thing the thing that strikes me that I don't understand very well is is the U Ultra was not a very successful uh, launch, right? Like, I mean, the 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 phone has its issues; they've been well documented. I have one actually, and and I like it, um, but it's too big. Um, and the lack of headphone jack, and, and let's talk about that because that's an ongoing thing. The lack of headphone jack is really vexing to me still because, as you know, I use, and you do too, right? We both use very nice, high-quality, um, he- a bunch of them, headphones that are 3.5 millimeters, headsets, earbuds, whatever you want to call them. And then um, the Ultra wasn't waterproof. So it had a lot of issues. Uh, f- it was very bulky, and it was beautiful, though. Like, I have the blue one, and I think it's great. But I feel, I feel that because of that alone, I'm surprised they went with the name because I just thought like it was just kind of like the U Ultra was, was kind of like a, a thing on the side. You know, let's try this. Let, let's let's probe the market, see how it goes, right? Mm. Yeah, I. Well, the thing is, at, at least HTC made up for that, that for the lack of uh, headphone jack by may, actually adding a feature, a, a practical feature to the um, the USB headphone, which is that the U Sonic. So on the Ultra, you're able to use this feature to do a very, like, almost an instantaneous ultrasonic scan of your ear canals so that it um, adjusts the, what do you call that? Would you say the audio signature of the headphones? So that it compensates, yeah. it knows the, how sensitive you are to certain frequencies or not as sensitive to certain frequencies. So that it would adjust um, those kind of areas to give you a fuller, richer sound. So, uh, and, and suddenly you're hearing a lot more detail. It's actually pretty amazing. Like, if you guys ever get to try the Usonic headphones, which only work on these, uh, the HTC U devices, by the way, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, hearing is believing. So there's that. And this time around on the U11, they've added active noise cancellation. And again, right. this, is, is, this is all done through USB. No batteries required in, in the actual earphones themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, if you look at it that way, it seems like a fair deal. And for me, I actually, yeah, I, I, as you mentioned, I do have some, not many, but I do have some nice um, wired headphones. But I also, uh, a lot of times I also use my Bluetooth earphones because I'm a big fan of Parrot and I use the Parrot 3 a lot of times, especially when I'm on a plane. Um, so when I use Bluetooth, then uh, Bluetooth headphones, and obviously this, um, the lack of a headphone jack is not really an issue for me. But but it is true that I've ha- I've had so- certain um, situations where my phone was running low on battery, but uh, you know I, w- I wanted to listen to music while charging the phone at the same time, which is not possible on phones without a headphone jack, unless of course you use Bluetooth. But you know. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, so, yeah. so you, you touched on a few things that I think are, are you know, pretty like issues on which I clearly have opinions. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, look, I think I agree with you. I've, so, you know, I don't know if you know, in the US, we got the HTC Bolt. Oh, gosh. Um, which, 
not my Which favorite was, design, but yeah, go on. No, but it was it was it had the ultrasonic sensing headphones built in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the box. So I've tried them and honestly, I maybe my hearing is really good. I mean, I know my hearing is actually pretty good because, you know, I've worked in audio for many years and I keep keep an eye on it. I used to work in audio research so I can actually test my own hearing. Uh-huh. Uh, but the thing is, um, I did not notice a, a, dif- a, a difference in the sound quality of the earphones after running the mm-hmm. ultrasonic test, mm. first of all. And secondly, honestly, the, those earbuds sound like crap to me. Yeah. I don't want them. Mm. I'm not interested. And if the ones that add noise reduction are the same quality, I'm still not interested. The one that came with the U Ultra also do the ultrasonic scan. Right. And again, I think they're identical to the ones on the Bolt. Um, look, I am all in favor of supporting USB Type-C audio. There is no reason why it shouldn't happen. I mean, the port is there. But at the same time, there's also no reason on a flagship like Samsung did. They showed the way. I thought Samsung was going to jump, uh, take, get rid of the headphone jack, the Galaxy S8. And they didn't, which basically means one thing. The, the industry is not convinced that we're going to drop the headphone jack yet. Right. And to me, that was very, that was very reassuring. So I would have loved to see, um, a headphone jack on the HTC, uh, U11 simply for the fact that I have right now I'm wearing 20 year old Bayer Dynamic GT990. They're phenomenal. I love them. They're affordable. They sound great. They work with anything. Um, I, you know, I just like the, the sound quality of the HTC phones has always been so good since the M7 that I want to enjoy that with anything. And right now, you're going to say, okay, they included an adapter for the first time. <laughs> but the fact that I have to say for the first time is ridiculous. The fact that they didn't have an adapter for the HTC Bolt or the U Ultra means that I have never listened to audio on these devices, ever. Mm. I have no mm. idea what they sound like with headphones. And because I don't use Bluetooth very much, I mean, the only way I listen to wireless audio is through aptX. I will not do regular A2DP unless I'm in the car. That's a different thing. But over headphones, it's going to have to be aptX. And so I don't really have any aptX capable um, devices that I really love. There, I have some that are okay, but not some that I really love. So basically, I have not used audio on an HTC phone since the 10. And the 10 was amazing. And I was really hoping that I have this headphone jack so that I have the choice. Like, there's no reason they can't do both. And that's what drives me nuts. I absolutely agree. <clears throat> yeah, I should have added that the Usonic earphones aren't the best earphones out there to, in terms of sound quality. So, yeah, they <laughs> they they finally figured out that they, they, they were meant to include the dongle. But even that sounds stupid. It's crazy to me that it took them that long to figure that but out. But hey, you know, even, you know what? iPhone... Yeah. Apple, even Apple's doing well, that. Well, but they include the dongle. They include the dongle from day one. Yeah, but that still doesn't solve the issue of uh, when, um, you know, when, so doesn't solve the it time. Doesn't. Help the times when you need to charge the phone while you want to totally. also listen to music totally. at the same time. And that's my uh. point. It's like, you know, Le Eco can get away with it. Moto's going back to headphone jacks from all the leaks we've seen of the Z2. Yeah, so yeah. we know that Moto's done. And and the fact that Samsung and LG didn't jump ship means that we're going to be stuck with the headphone jack for a while longer. And I say stuck in a good way. I'm happy about this. Yeah. And yet HTC is just stubbornly like, I'm serious. If I had been them, I would have said, you know what? Let's push this Usonic stuff and at the same time put the headphone jack on there. Like be the heroes that we are. Like nobody else is doing the Usonic stuff. Um, the other thing that bugs me, I don't know if you know this, Richard. I actually talked to, um, to Neelai at The Verge about this yeah. back in... 
back when the uh, the Bolt came out mm-hmm. because I didn't know – like we were just talking about something randomly on Twitter and I just pinged him. I said, do, do you know this, this egregious thing about HTC? And, and I want to nail them on the cross for this because this is ridiculous. If you use the adapter that comes with the, um, the type C to headphone jack adapter that comes with the Moto Z or comes with the Le Eco, any of the Le Ecos that have a headphone jack adapter, they don't work with the HTC phones. Mm. And you know why that is? Because there's two standards over H- USB-C. There's an analog out over USB-C, which is what Moto Z and Le Eco support. So the dongle is super cheap. It's just a cable, right? Yeah. And it detects that it's an, it switch, it needs to switch some pins to analog and it does it. And then there is the digital dongle, the digital out, which is what the USonic uses. Mm. And, and so the dongle that HTC puts in the box and probably why they didn't do it from the get go is actually more expensive. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You say, um, the USonic earphones use digital? I don't, Correct. I don't think so. I think that's, well, they use digital as for the, uh, analysis part, I think. Because I've actually plugged the um, HTC, the Usonic earphones into a different phone. No, but that's always going to work. Remember, because the USB device. I'm not talking about the other way around. You can plug the Usonic phone headphones in another device; it'll work. I'm talking about plugging the tiny little pigtail that came with my Moto Z uh-huh. or my Le Eco Three into any of the HTC that are. USB-C only, and they don't work because ah, right. HTC doesn't support analog out on the USB-C, which yep, is yep. the standard. Yep, so, yep. so you know, so the the dongle they sell has a, a, a DAC and an amp in it, just like the dongle Apple makes. Mm-hmm. Right? Apple's Lightning is purely digital, the mm-hmm. output. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the problem. See, this is exactly why dropping the three point five millimeter thing is ridiculous in general. Is because we now have three different standards to support. Mm. We have USB-C analog, USB-C digital, and lightning digital. <laughs> so now we've gone from one thing that works with everything that is ubiquitous that you can walk into 7-Eleven. And God bless 7-Eleven in Asia, not in the U.S. It sucks here. Mm. But, oh, my God, 7-Eleven in Asia. I can't wait to be in Taipei next week for Computex to go to 7 Just to go to 7-Eleven and get some high shoes. Frankly, that's what it is. And, and so to me, the, the fact that they don't support... Like, you, you know, you don't support headphone jack means you now have to fragment the market and make lives, people's lives miserable. Yeah. And this is exactly, this, it's, as everybody said many times, it is hostile to consumers to drop it. Apple, because Apple did, doesn't mean you should do it too. And I'm not saying we shouldn't evolve the standards. I don't think we should push USB Type-C for audio. Absolutely. Actually, I think ideally we should put push USB Type-C digital and and I think that Apple should adopt USB Type-C for their phones uh, because now that they're doing it on the MacBooks, don't even get me started on this. <laughs> I want to hear what your take is on that. Like, can you wh- – why don't they do USB-C on their phones now that they've adopted it on their laptops? Okay. I think this is where I should mention um, – talk about the iPhone 8 leak that um, – Please do. We, we published um, <laughs> earlier – well, yesterday. Um, so I I got hold of some really high um, high uh, highly detailed renders of what's what's supposed to be the upcoming iPhone eight, not the anniversary model by the way. That's a very different animal, and apparently they still haven't settled that, uh, settled on a, a design for that. But according to my source, the um, the, um, the the connector, the socket area um, the, of the Lightning port at the bottom. It's slightly bigger this time, but not bigger than a USB-C. Interesting plug. 
So the theory is that Apple may be coming up with some sort of, I don't know, uh, some uh, some special lightning to USB-C adapter, maybe. I don't know. Something that will make it uh, easier to go from one to the other. Or, or maybe a socket that takes both? Is that what I you're thinking? Well, I don't think, I don't think that's possible. How, there's no way you can do that, right? Because with USB-C, you need to have something that's poking out on the inside, right? Yeah, like that that thing will be getting yeah, right in yeah, a way. No, but I'm just pipe dreaming here, okay? Yeah, because it's Apple. They come up with innovative ways to do all kinds of things. But you can't do that because it's um the ho- the socket is uh, too small for USB-C. But at the same time, it's bigger than the current Lightning. Um, yeah, I know you're right. So yeah, you would have to have some sort of spring-mounted thing, and that would break, and I would not be good. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on, and. Uh, I mean, this yeah. is my wish, right? Like, look, I'm not an iPhone user, and so I don't really care in the end. Uh, although maybe this new iPhone will sway me. But all I know is that um, I'm, one of the big vexations I have with Apple right now is that I'm a Mac user. So I am actually 100% on board on USB-C. All you people are bitching about the, the dongles, screw you. Because you know what? I've been living with dongles forever. I had an original MacBook up Air, which only had one USB port. I now have a MacBook uh, 12 inch, which only has one USB Type C port, and if you have a MacBook Pro, you have at least two ports, so don't complain. But at the same time, it's the future; it's the way to go. I'm glad they left the headphone jack, though. They did; they left it on their laptop. So, I think the best of both worlds to me is a device that has USB for charging and data, USB C for charging and data, maybe one or two ports, and then headphone jack, and we're done. And they're doing that with their laptops. I just want them to do that with the iPhone 8. I just, I please, Apple, I know you want to make money off MFI. I get it. I get that dragging your customers through another transition like you did the 30 pin is going to be a pain, but you've got to do it because I live in this pipe dream. No, it's not a pipe dream. It's real. I live in this, you, you know, unicorn universe where my Android phones and my Apple devices can use the same chargers. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. You no. live in that word, right? I, you know, the other day I was uh, digging through my, um, the like stash of old chargers, uh, pl- you know, those uh, power adapters, and gosh, so many different plugs, so many different kinds of cables and standards. It's um, insane. Yeah. Nowadays I can just grab hold of any USB cable, any USB adapter, and boom, I'm good to go. I just need to check Me whether, too. whether if they, they do quick charge or, you know, what kind of quick charge they do if I need something in the hurry. Um, but uh, no, we, we're Good. living you, in a great you, world, ex- except for the fact that we've still got this stupid um, headphone jack issue that some companies oh, God. Uh, not, not But I'm glad we glasses. talked about it. Yeah. I'm I glad we, we talked s- about it because I think, <laughs> sorry, you're a little delayed and a little crummy sounding right now. I have perfect signal here, so. <laughs> oh, you're back. Saying. Awesome. Well, don't okay. worry. It's cool. I just want to make sure that, you know, like I think you want to delay a little bit. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm glad we talked about it because that's been one of my biggest gripes in the last few months is this um, this kind of like this triple world of USB-C analog, USB-C digital and US in lightning on these phones that don't have headphone and not being able to, you know, and, and adapters are, as you said, it's, it's a, a big improvement at least, but but it's still not the solution. Let's talk about the other parts of the U11. Yeah, we spent uh, way too much time. You? We spent way no, too no, much no, time. No, 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 it's ranting. important. Ah. We got our rant out. You, you know, this is exactly what this podcast is about. Uh, okay. Right. So, U11. So, a Snapdragon 835, which is no good. Uh, no surprise there, but that's a good thing. You know, starting with four gigabytes of RAM, you also get a, there's a six gigabyte version. 
30, um, 64 gigabytes of storage or 128 gigabytes of storage with um, a micro SD expansion and nice. dual SIM. I don't know if that's uh, the same on the US models, but uh, you know, there's. You know, we're only getting it on Sprint here, right? And then we're getting an that's... unlocked version officially from HTC. Yeah, I don't know what's, what's going on there. You know? That's because the rest of the carriers are giving uh, HTC the finger. That's why. Well, hmm. Or maybe, maybe. Probably because of what the 10 didn't sell well. And the Bolt, they had the agreement with uh, Bolt was an exclusive to Sprint in the US. And then the U Ultra was sold only unlocked in the US. Yeah, that's so. I don't know what's going on right? with HTC these days. They used to have really, really tight relationships with uh, pretty much anyone, even in China. It's weird. But uh, yeah. Oh, I can go on and on about that. But uh, for now, I, I want to focus on the device. So, the, sure. you know, and it's. Uh, you know, you've got the use the standard stuff. You know, you've got that sharp. Uh, I think it's a two K screen, five point something inches, um, and uh, you've got that uh, double sided glass construction. It's, it's a, that's okay, a bit, that looks a bit like hot to me. Like it is super hot. So there's the. Uh, I mean, the, the U Ultra is super hot, and I can only imagine that making it smaller and more manageable to hold, and water resistant. By the way, it's water resistant, dustproof resistant, IP67. and that's. Great. So do having that to me is exciting. Tell me though, I mean, it looks like it has a lot of bezel despite being um, a much smaller phone than you Ultra because it, it has a normal aspect ratio screen, not like a super extended widescreen like the G6 or Galaxy S8. And it has uh, a, a seat like the where the glass kind of falls into the metal, right? Like the curved part seems to be not, the display is actually not curved there. So how wide is it? Like how does it feel in hand? Is it big? It just feels like any other 5.5-inch device, really. So um, it's not... So not, like Pixel, not that, um, you know, Pixel what I'm thinking, or iPhone, I'm, or you're talking Galaxy S7 Edge? I'm thinking, I'm thinking more like... I'm thinking more like the OnePlus 3T, that kind of... Are you talking about the, uh, in terms of grip, the feel? Right, in what? terms of size, yeah, rough, rough size, size of the well, device. Size, you know, yeah, OnePlus 3T is 5.5 inches, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. Five point five is quad HD resolution. Okay. No, because you know five point five. You know, it goes from um, very small for five point five inch, like the Galaxy S seven Edge, to very large for a five point five inch iPhone seven plus. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not you iPhone know? seven. You say the you say the bezels like thick. I don't. I don't know. That was. Uh, it that, looks like that I, in photos. In, in Chris's photos, that's all. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I definitely didn't notice anything. Like, it, it didn't. There was, there was nothing that stood out to me. Shouting, "Oh, it's super it, wide!" No, it felt pretty, pretty. It normal, didn't bug to be you. Honest. No, it felt nice. Okay, cool. Felt felt comfortable in my hand because you know, the, the, there's that curved back, rounded corners, rounded edges. It was nice. Obviously, with the the issue with uh, having a glass back is that it, you're you're bound to get fingerprints all over it. So, yeah, there's that. But uh, at the same time, um, but, they've but, come up with uh, like four or five color options this time. And mm -hmm. for, um, luckily, they in the last minute, they decided to go with a red version. But it's not just a pure red. It's, um, how should I put it? Like, they've, they've got this, this kind of shine that, that gives you a slightly different color or shade, depending on which angle you look at it. So at certain angles, you get like a blend of red and yellow. So that's where, that's where you can call it like an Iron Man theme. And then if you go all the way to the side, it's suddenly gone all 
kind of a dark yellowish hue. It's like it's it's kind of it's kind of trippy. I think that's that's the best way to describe it. It looks amazing. I mean, they all look amazing, and I'm, this is what I'm most excited about. Honestly, it is. I, a lot of people are complaining the back is glass, blah blah blah. But I think this is hot, and the red looks super hot, mm. and I'm super on board with this. And I think HTC did a great job. If it's anything like the U Ultra, that blue on the U Ultra is you can't describe it to people. I try to capture it in my Instagram. You, you, if you look at it, there's yeah. a photo of it there. And I think I had to tweak the settings a hundred times to get uh-huh. it right. Yeah, um, it is gorgeous though. It is beautiful, and I really think this is a masterful design. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, and and you know it looks so much to me the HTC 10 was a little disappointing in terms of design. It felt great in hand. It was really beautifully made, mm. but it it felt a little bulky and it it just in black at least it didn't look that great to me or gray or whatever that dark color was. Um, it also chipped paint easily for some reason. Yeah. At least my review unit. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Uh, I would have liked a silver one. The bolt I have is silver, and it's much better. I much prefer the design of the bolt, despite, oh. despite it being a larger phone. Honestly. It's I don't. I absolutely hate it. It's. I like, like the flatness in the back and the oh, big, the thick bezels. No. You don't, huh? That's fine. I hate it. It's. It feels like like especially having having launched the ten, and then you suddenly come up with this bolt, which is clearly a cost down design based on the tent. Oh, I agree. The phone itself is crap. I'm not very excited <laughs> about the phone. But I like the design variation on the ten theme on the Bolt. And some people don't, and I get it. Mm. Um, let's talk about the camera, because it looks to me like they've taken last year's camera and added dual pixel focus, which is exciting. <laughs> That's, um, is that pretty much it? So I got to speak to someone, from, uh, a few people from the camera team. It's uh, The sensor is... Uh, so if I remember correctly, Samsung, the S8, Uses a Sony sensor, right? As well. Yes. Yeah. Three, three, three. I think no. The yeah. So I just reviewed the Galaxy S8 for Chip Chick. I should know this. I uh, am. Uh, yeah, it's a three, three, three. Okay. So um, according to the guys at HTC, you know, the, the the sensor that they're using is probably similar to what the S8 uses, but it's definitely different in the sense that the way they use dual pixel and various other things are slightly different to what Samsung uses on the S8. So is it is it different software? Because the five-axis OIS sounds new to me. That I think seems to be a very unique feature to the uh, U11. Yeah, because nobody else has five-axis, right? Are, I mean, uh, G- someone, no, Sony has it. Sony has it on the XZ. Oh, okay, Sony XZ has it. Yeah, Sony was Got first. It. Okay, maybe HTC second, which is still a good thing. You can't complain. Uh, because yeah. you know. The G4, G5, G6, and V10 and V20 of LG's phones yeah. have a four-axis, which I think was a step up from the standard three-axis or something. I might be wrong on this. Don't quote me. But it's it's definitely improved OIS over the competition. And for a long time, I really noticed it because mm. I like to take manual exposures at half a second, uh-huh. and I can do them handheld on the G series, mm. but I can't do them handheld on any other phone. Well, I'll tell, you what, I know. I'll tell you what, though. The, uh, even though HTC's, uh, the U11 uses a Sony sensor, the actual camera module is packaged by LG. So, so How interesting. Yeah. So it's LG Optics probably then. Mm, LG Innotech is the actual you know, subsidiary that did the packaging. So right. I'm, I'm guessing by packaging, uh, LG is also supplying the image stabilization technology, except they're doing the five-axis right. thing here instead of four which is what lg uses on its own devices which is interesting i noticed that because when we were doing a tour around the camera labs at htc i noticed that all the camera modules were placed on the tray uh, which had a massive label saying lg innotech 
So I asked the guys, hey, um, I thought you guys use, a Sony, uh, use Sony sensors here. So what's with the LG? So they explained that it's actually um, a Sony sensor inside the module packaged by LG. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to see a and, blend and of you, ja- Japanese like and Korean technology here. <laughs> For sure. And I like your sleuthy reporting there, noticing that detail. This is why we like having Richard lie on the show, guys, because he knows what he's doing, what he's talking about. Um, (laughs) When I'm awake. So the camera looks solid. Have you used it? Are you happy? Did anything stand out uh, for better or for worse? No. Unfortunately, I have have yet to receive a unit, so I haven't had much uh, hands-on time to actually go go deep into the camera features. But, you know, according to, uh, if some people don't really buy this, but, uh, you know, according to DxO Mark, this is the U11 oh, now. Yeah, I know. Fuck DxO Mark. Come on. <laughs> like, I, nobody believes in that stuff. Yeah. Those guys are just a crock of, mm. anyway. Um, yeah, exactly. I but, thought you know, Nigel said on the press conference that everybody walking out of that show was going to have a, a U11 to take home. That's not what I heard. <laughs> I would have well, known. Well, he said it in the in the show, so that's why I was like, "I'm jealous. I'm not in Taipei." Yeah. Well, okay. Truth be told, yes, we were expecting some samples today, but um, there were some last minute changes. So hopefully, I'll still be get, able to get hold of one before I fly back to Hong Kong. Uh, but uh, failing that, I'm sure HTC will be able to arrange something later on. Yeah. So cool. maybe 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 uh, maybe Nigel was right, but I probably didn't hear him. <laughs> Yeah, I think but, he he might have he might have meant maybe they're just gonna like send you yeah, one or something. Yeah. yeah. So what's also interesting is that the front-facing camera it's still a 16 megapixel camera, except this time, for some reason they decided to remove the uh, uh, ultra pixel feature, which would have merged the huh. 16 megapixels down to just four megapixels. So it's like right. merging and, four pixels into one. And because, that's the same camera as the ultra then, right? Is that I, what you're the, you, yeah? I think so. And the reason but they don't the, have OIS like on the no, 10, right? Because yeah. that was a great feature, front-facing is OIS. Well, you know what? I, I spoke to someone else about that, and apparently they do have the stats. Uh, they do have stats saying that the OIS on the front makes very little difference because of the uh, the size of the sensor or and the optics, blah blah blah. Uh, so what they're saying is um, they found out that they don't actually need OIS for the front camera. It's not doesn't contribute much it's right. more useful for the main camera so no that makes yeah. sense but it also it's expensive but you know what it doesn't make sense to have ois for photos i think but for videos like a you lot of do... people like mike michael fisher loved it because he was doing selfie videos all the time with it because it was so stable but i'm not aware of any camera uh, like smartphone camera that actually uses ois for video video i thought it's all uh, eis for video no, no, no. Everybody's using OIS for video since mm. Nokia. There's a few who didn't. Samsung, for the early days of their OIS, only used OIS and, and Apple. Both Samsung and Apple only used their OIS for, for stills for a while. And then they went to add it to video. So on the G6 and the, in the Galaxy S8 today, and it's like, in fact, on most phones that have OIS, there's OIS and then you can enable and disable digital stabilization in addition to OIS. Uh-huh. And OIS gets you a part of the way there and, uh, EIS just gives you the whole shebang. And then there's a Pixel who does everything with EIS and the gyros. And as we know, it kind of looks weird, but it works pretty well. Um, so, in, in fact, Nigel in his presentation mentioned that with the combination of OIS and EIS, 
uh, and this five-axis OIS, they can do it. They they can do the most stable video recording uh, on any phone. So supposedly oh, they're yeah, beating the right, pixel right, now. Yeah. No, and and yeah, like, likewise, Sony Sony uses the five-axis stabilization for video as well. Um, they actually and in, I can in, confirm yeah, in Hong Kong they actually invited that... in, invited a bunch of tech reporters to go on a boat ride to take videos of um, two models nice. doing water skiing or some some stuff like ah. that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I can pretty... confirm. Hmm. From using the 10, that the front camera OIS works on video and it works really well. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Well, sadly, they have taken it away, so there's nothing we can I do mean, about it. Hmm. No, and you know what? Clearly, it's the main camera is an improvement, and that's. I mean, the 10 was a solid camera. Yes. And the OU Ultra rear camera is good, so this can only be better. And you know, today you pretty much have to match Galaxy S8 and the G6 and. And the uh, you know and 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 those likes, so it's uh-huh. it's getting tougher and tougher, right? To yeah, yeah. Um, to the Pixel is another really great camera phone, despite lacking OIS. Um, yeah. yeah. So you know what else stood out? Let, let's. Tr- I'm trying to wrap it up with the U11 and maybe move on to some other stuff. Anything else that stood out for you? Or stood well, in both we positive haven't, and negative? We haven't. We haven't even gotten to the the unique selling point here. Which is a squeeze UI. You can squeeze yes, the, the phone. squeeze. I completely forgot. This is how excited I was about it that I forgot. <laughs> so a little while back, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe some folks out there might have seen that leaked video. It's like a concept video to. Um, I guess they were discussing marketing plans. Um, so this, this supposedly leaked video from HTC uh, showed this HTC Ocean. That's the code name of the U11, by the way. I remember how, that. How the squeeze, um, how you can squeeze this device to launch certain apps, and at the same time, you can uh, stroke the side, stroke the uh, metal frame um, e- on either side to simulate uh, a jog dial feature. So you you can scroll through these app shortcuts or scroll f- gro- uh, scroll through a, a web page, which uh, obviously didn't uh, it didn't quite end up on the final product. But okay. you can still squeeze the phone. You can do uh, so. You can customize uh, two things. One is you can do a short, a quick squeeze, and secondly, you can do a long squeeze. So that way, you can toggle two different kind of features. Uh, one being so maybe a short squeeze could be launching the camera, and the long squeeze could be for launching Google Assistant or whatever you want to use. And you can easily customize them inside. And you can also customize the sensitivity. And you don't have. Cool. And, and uh, I've actually been told that. A lot of people thought, like, oh, I've got to squeeze it, so I've got to squeeze it hard. That sounded really wrong, by the way. But um, uh, you, can, <laughs> you can actually lower the sensitivity so that um, – because you really, really don't need to squeeze it hard. There's, uh, there's no point because you would just hurt your own hands. But, uh, yeah, once you've, once you've uh, you know, sussed that out, then apparently it will become a really handy phone. It's very cool because you know they're using strain gauges, which is the uh, things that are used on on really. It's a high, it's a high, you know, like a high end sensor that's used on things like airplanes and whatever to measure strain on materials. Mm. They're kind of they can embed them in the material basically, and then it just measures the deformation of the material at the micrometer level. And yeah. that's why you don't have to squeeze very hard because as soon as it sees any kind of strain on the material, it registers it. And it's a very cool technology. I'm excited about the technology. I'm not just con- just not convinced. Is going to be super useful. Like they make it sound like it's the the next the future of handling phones. 
I think it's just one of the aspects that, you know, Nokia was showing prototypes of phones you could bend back in the day to, you know, to make them do things. This is kind of like a less extreme version of that. And well, I'm excited about it, but does it work though? It works. Have you tried it? it? Yeah, it works. It really works. It's it's actually surprisingly sensitive, surprisingly, well, in in the sense that it's accurate. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to actually tuning the sensitivity on my very own device to see uh, like how often I would actually use it without thinking too much about it. But you say you're not convinced. I'm just. I'm. Let me put it this way though. Imagine uh, using that feature, the phone would know where your fingers are, so that it knows whether you're using your left hand or right hand. Oh um, yeah, for sure. And that way. Once it knows which side your thumb's on, it, it can automatically move, I don't know, say a set of uh, shortcut buttons to closer to your thumb automatically. So that uh, you can, you, uh, so it's like a better, like a, a smarter single hand mode. You right. see what I'm saying? So, you know, no, no, uh, I get it. Look, I th- I, I'm not convinced because I haven't used it. And look, I know the technology is sound as I, I was, I was very, getting very excited about strain gauges just now. I, it's just the implementation. I'm kind of trying to see what it's going to feel and be like. And that's where I trust your input. And so if you say it's, it's cool, I think I'm going to believe that. Yeah. Well, 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 I, I look forward to see, to hear what you think of it. <laughs> Ha! <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, so, so uh, let, generally speaking, HTC 11 up, down, thumbs up, thumbs down. What do you think? Like, I are we should we get excited? Should the listeners get excited? I I'm quite surprisingly excited about it, n- knowing all the all those core areas that HTC has focused on this time. So we've got the camera, we've got this funky squeeze UI thing, we've got the design. And audio, we didn't talk much about, but uh, and I didn't get to experience too, too much about it today. But apparently, right. the, uh, the speaker is even louder, more powerful this time. And and it's All right, got, it's and, boom sound with yeah. two speakers, right? Two? No, um, well, they they've been using the earpiece as the uh, like the second speaker got for it. a while now. But but the, but are the they main doing spe- the thing they did? Sorry, you cut out. Um, You cut out. I didn't. Sorry, are (laughs) are they doing the thing that the ten did, which was like the high frequencies coming out of the earpiece and the low frequencies coming from the bottom? My, my, uh, I think they're doing the same thing because I, I don't see uh, a second kind of speaker on. So it's not stereo, basically, it's not, which is it's, to me a disappointing thing because that was really what made what you, you know, boom yeah. sound. But hey. I, I agree, I agree. But having said that, the main speaker module. Has an even larger sounding um, sounding area, sounding space, and um, and they they took advantage of that and made it an even louder speaker. That's yeah, that sounds really intriguing to me. What they did there, very yeah. smart, uh, but, using but, every available of empty space in there. Yeah, exactly. And I I, I know I need to mention this. This uh, the U11 has four microphones. Not many phones have that. Four microphones, right? And you with those four microphones, you can actually record actual 3d audio when you're taking a video and that so you know the last phone that had that was the uh the 950 xl and 950 lumia wow, wow. they had those yeah. yeah yeah you know this is this is why you're on the show and because <laughs> y- y- you know and this is why you guys are listening to the show is because we guys have been nerding out about phones for over a decade now <laughs> so we know all we know oh. everything about I'm phones. Still at wow, school, that's not maybe. true. Because you know what I'm finding? 
is is Richard, as I'm getting older, I'm forgetting stuff about the phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, somebody brings something up. I'm like, oh, I remember that. How did I forget, right? <laughs> Do you have that happen too? Yeah, and, you know, I, it, I, I get scared when that happens to me because it's like maybe I actually used it for some time. It's senility. And, yeah, yeah. So We're getting senile, bad. that's what. Senile. <laughs> Like we're gonna be going uh, to like Mobile Congress with our walkers very soon, segways, and and cursing and going. Kids <laughs> these days, do you remember? Like they're doing everything on Snapchat. We were doing things on blogs. Remember? Back then, we had to hold our phones with our actual hands. That's right. We didn't have glasses that did everything for yeah, you. You ungrateful <laughs> bastards. Yeah. But anyway, so that's a U eleven. I I I I like it so far. Um, hopefully the software's all stable and stuff. Yeah, just need to give it a little bit of hands-on, proper hands-on time. Give it yeah, some, uh, it looks juicy and delicious to me. I'm really excited about it. I'm particularly excited about the camera. Yes. And as usual, <laughs> that's yeah. another theme for me, camera. But the uh, I am a little bit bummed by the headphone jack. I really thought they would go back after all the negative press they've received, especially since they're such a small player these days. You know, they don't really have the room to make any mistakes. And they're digging in on this one, and I'm not convinced that's the right thing to do. But at least the headphone, the jack, the adapter is included. I can finally listen to this phone's audio with my own devices, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. So, um, moving on, what is the next thing we wanted to talk about? We, I want to know what phones are in your pocket. I think were one of the things. Uh huh. Tell me what you're. Tell me what you're rocking right. Because okay, but preface for those people who don't know this podcast uh, because it's brand new. Well, you shouldn't know this podcast. But the thing is that there's a history to this podcast. Um, in that. You know, I was at Engadget for a long time, and and I did podcasts there as the Engadget Mobile Podcast. And Richard was often on the show, which is and thanks for being my first guest. By the way, you rock. Thanks for Um, having me. Yeah, it's kind of a reunion. I'm going to try to have everyone else on, like Vlad and Brad and everybody. But but basically, we would do we do these podcasts and nerd out. And I continued trying to do this after I left Engadget, but unfortunately, uh, because of logistics and travel and all that i couldn't do it weekly and so this attempt by having the support of world podcasts is to make this a weekly show and just make it simple just audio no live video like i was trying to do i was a little over ambitious i think but we you know we've been doing this for a long time and we all carry a lot of like we're complete phone nerds me and richard we carry a lot of phones at any (laughs) given time in our bags in our pockets we always try to out phone each other well, we'll I know, <laughs> and remember the photos we used to stage yeah. on our bed. Uh, you oh always God. win, though. Anyway, no, I don't know about that because mostly because I'm a hoarder. You know how many phones I have to send back for the last two years? I haven't done a purge in a while, and I need to send back a whole bunch of phones. It's ridiculous. Mm. But anyway, what's in your pocket, kind of like lately, that you're really excited about that you've been using? That are your kind of like go-to devices? Go. Oh, I can't say. Uh, wow. Okay, I, I'm just going to mention what it is first. It's a Chinese phone. You've probably never heard of it before, but it's called the. Okay. The brand is called Smartisan, so like smart and artisan. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember Smartisan. Smartisan. You talked to yeah. me about it. So this, they've launched a new phone recently. It's called the U2 Pro, and it's a. Hey, they device. should have done a partnership with Bono. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh oh, got it. You're, you're breaking up a little bit. Maybe no, it's because ah, uh, you're back. We yeah, we lost each other. Yeah. So this You're is back, a mid-range I can hear you. device. 
in a mid-range uh-huh. device running on, you know, Snapdragon 625 or something like that. And it's a very, the overall design, it's, it's like a mix between the iPhone 4 and iPhone 5, but it's a dual-sided glass kind of design. So is it and small? The, the chamfer, it's got a really, really thin chamfer on, at, along the top side and bottom sides, um, and it, that's kind of plated with a uh, bronze, bronze kind of color. So it's got a, I, I want to call it the Bang and Olufsen kind of feel to it. Okay, cool. It's, it's black and got it's got those uh, bronze rims. So that's uh, yeah. So that's interesting. It, is it small though? Like you said, iPhone it's four a five, size. No, it's a five point five inch um, device. Okay, got it. Ten eighty p display, and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, so I think uh, it feels it doesn't feel it's not the most comfortable phone to hold because the edges are pretty sharp. But personally, I don't think right. it's like um, it's not as bad as the HTC M9, the silver version. Um, I don't know if you ever got to play with that. <laughs> the, um, oh, I still, did, and it cut you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this one here, it's uh, yeah, there's a bit of that going on, uh, but after a while, I'm, uh, I started to get used to it. Uh, but still, yeah, it, it still kind of bothers me once in a while. But um, this is more about the software, the UI, because uh, it, um, it's it's hard to describe o- over a podcast. I need to show this on video someday. But uh, it's uh, do the is there a, is there can they see it on Engadget? Is it is it on there already? I've only done the Chinese version because uh, this takes a bit of ex- uh, explaining. This okay. takes a bit of explaining. Yeah, but uh, I, I put it. Long story short, it, they do they take a very very unique approach to the Google UI. It's a special grid like system. Um, yeah, it's and, and they've added some shortcut features that again it's going to take a while to explain. But uh, um, I think um, so, oh, put it uh, let me explain it quickly. Say yep. you know a lot of I, I'm sure it's the same for you. A lot of times you want to copy some text from one app and then. Enter the other app and paste it there, right? Do you do that? Yep. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. What if I tell you that this phone uh, lets you do that in like um, without uh, having to? Well, it uh, it's able to let you do that, but saving you two or three steps. What you do on this phone is first of all you drag, um, you pull down from any of the top two corners to launch these. Uh, shortcuts on shortcut bar on one side and then you drag the highlighted text literally drag it to any of the shortcuts on either the left side or the right side and then you let go and then the text is automatically pasted into your des- uh, the your desired app that's you f- cool you following me yeah yeah totally get it yeah no that's i i was trying to exp- you know imagine how you could simplify it because i'm like and that's a really smart way to do it. I like it. Yeah, and you can do the same and with you can do the same with images. You can do the same ooh. with images from a browser or from a image selector from the top because there's a button where you can click images and you can ch- drag any image from the gallery to any of the apps on the left bar or the right bar. And so it's the ultimate drag and drop, is what you're saying. Ultimate drag and drop. And they have a button for reverse image search. So you can drag that image to 
that um, that app, and it'll and it'll automatically upload to a search engine to do an image search. So that's pretty cool. Cool. And there's a dictionary Very feature nice. as well, um, so you can ho- uh, you can hover this cursor over certain words to do a, an instant translation from English to Chinese or vice versa. But uh, the, the wow. only problem is a lot of these features are not fully compatible with the Google apps because this being uh. a Chinese phone. They need uh, they need Google support to kind of to make it happen. Yeah, compatibility. That's the bummer. That's the thing about Chinese phones. There's a lot of really cool stuff there, but uh, oftentimes it's either confusing or doesn't work uh, with the Western universe simply yeah. because they don't They're support racist. Google Play services or whatever. No, <laughs> no. It's just a, we all know it's a different ecosystem. I'm just um, yeah. we only have about 13 minutes left, so I want to kind of like see what else you've been using because I, I just I, I have a kind of an ulterior motive here I recently reviewed the Galaxy S8 and 8 Plus for ChipCheck you know I do monthly reviews at ChipCheck mm-hmm. I'm not trying to you know uh, you know like sell them or whatever <laughs> it's just that they are one of the publications I do work for and I also did the G6 for them um, and, and that's kind of what I'm wondering what you think of these phones but tell me what else is in your pockets I, you know, so before this, I was using the LG G6 for some time, and I, okay. I really, really, really like it. It's like I love it. It's like the like I don't need I don't necessarily need the absolute latest Snapdragon processor in it. Uh, I agree, but it, it like it, it it turns out that you can get a really really well made device, and that's from LG, which you know. After after the G5 and you know and and they had some mishaps with the back uh, with the G4. And oh the my 10. god, the G5 was. You know what? I had I wrote in my review that every odd numbered G phone is kind of crap, uh, except the first one. The original Optimus G was great. The G2 was awesome. The G3 was kind of meh. It was a repeat of the G2 in many yep. ways. The G4 was awesome. The G5 meh. The G6 amazing. I love that phone so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... G6. You know what? I have sad news, by the way. A uh, what? I have, I have sad news about my G6. What? I need to share with you. Uh... So Ken gave me... So, you know, in the, when we were at Mobile Congress, um, you weren't there this year, right? No. Oh, that was so sad. Um, but when we were at Mobile Congress, um, the U.S. media us got... Uh, these pre-production US-compatible G6s. So they were unlocked, but the same as the kind of G6s the carriers would eventually sell, yep. with the right bands, with with wireless charging and all that. Yep, and I have one. They were either they were either black or gray, whatever the dark color is, yep. or they were the silver-bluish color. Yep. And I got a silver-bluish one. I was all excited. I ran into Ken. Uh, Ken, in case you guys all know Ken, Ken Hong is the head of what is it, head of global PR for LG. Is that yep. what he is? Yep. I, I, I mean, he's up there in the LG ecosphere. And Ken takes me aside, goes, "Miriam, can I have your uh, silver and blue?" Like he saw me holding it, and I'm like, "What? What do you? Why?" He goes, "I love it. It's the best color ever, and I can't get one." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "I have a white and gold for you." Mm-hmm. You know what happened next, right? Like I lost my mind. White and gold, bling! I love white phones. Yeah. So, he, so it turns out that the white and gold he had was also US bands and mm-hmm. had the the wireless charge. So it was essentially a unicorn one-off. At least he might have had more than one, but it was a very rare kind of 
a unique U.S. version because we don't officially get the white color in the U.S. Hmm. So he says, I'll trade you. And I'm like, uh, bend my rubber arm. Hmm. So I gave him the blue one. He gave me the white one. Hmm. And I reviewed that and I used it and I made a note in my review that it was not an official U.S. color, but it was unicorn. And two days ago, I pulled the phone out of my pocket. I've been using it pretty much nonstop since Mobile Congress. And the back glass is shattered. Oh, no. I did not drop it. I did not sit on it. I did not bang into something. It just spontaneously shattered. So, um, it's look, it's pre-production. So, I think it's potential that there was some pre-stress in the glass and it just got pushed in the right way and just went crack. Mm. Uh, and so, now I can't use it because it's, it's, it's shedding shards of glass and I'm so sad because I love my G6 and this was so rare and unique and beautiful and I had babied it. Oh, no. Whiny. I'm whiny oh. now. Sorry, Richard. But oh. I needed to share this with my audience because everybody follows me on Twitter and, and everything and they know how much I love my white G6. So, of course, the folks at LG are amazing and they're trying to hook me up with an unlocked device. It won't be a white one because it has to be a US device and now that they're in production, they can <laughs> get me one. Uh, but it's sad and I'm very sad sauce. And uh, I just wanted to let everybody know the G6 has no longer is no longer the unicorn G6. Um, but I'm glad you love the phone because look, I think it's I think it's a phenomenal balance of everything. It's just really well rounded, and to me, uh, and I love the Galaxy S8 a lot. I was really impressed with this this year. You know, I'm very critical of Samsung and Galaxy phones in general, but I was really impressed. And the thing though that vexed me about the Galaxy S8 is the lack of dual camera because once you use the wide angle, right? You don't you, want to go back. You can't go back. That's what I found. You can't go back. It's so useful. Very useful. Especially, it's amazing. Yeah, especially for us uh, so, tech so, journalists. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my recommendations on my review was like, if you need a dual camera and you want the, you know, you love the idea of the wide angle or you, you've used it before on, say, like the G5 or the V20 and you want it again, go buy a G6. Um, and if you want to save a bit of money, go buy a G6 because it's a, about $100 cheaper in the US than the Galaxy S8. I'm talking about unlocked pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Honestly, I was blown away by the Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus in, in every way. Like mm. not just for, for, and not just the soft, the hardware, because the hardware is obviously very unique. But wow, Samsung did right this year. Except for and the fingerprint think, reader. Come on. Well, that's, you know, yeah, I mean, that's the obviously the bad thing. And you know why, right? Because they were planning to put it under the yeah. glass and at the last minute they didn't. Underscreen. And who yeah. came up with a boneheaded decision to, at the last minute since they didn't have the fingerprint reader on the front, to say, oh, we'll put it like in the cluster where the camera is. Like, why not put it like the G6 or the Pixel, like halfway, like two-thirds of the way down, whatever it is, like much further down, right? Crazy. Because you know what? The retina scan does not work for me because I have glasses, and half the time it doesn't work. And if something doesn't work half the time, you don't use it. Remember the early fingerprint readers sucked, and we never never used them. So I'm very vexed by that. Vexed is the word of this podcast, I think. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, the G- guys, what you saw then, guys? Have you used it? You have one, right? The what? The uh, as- uh, no, the I have not. Be- you know what? We still, it's still not available in possible? Hong Kong yet. Well, first of all, it's not oh. available in Hong Kong yet. The um, we're waiting. We're still waiting for the Snapdragon version. So, but you have all the connections. Um. <laughs> well, you know, I don't want to abuse the such connections. 
It's true. You don't ever want to abuse the connection. But um, look, get your hands on one because you'll be – I mean, I went to do it very skeptical. I was like, okay, it's a Galaxy, whatever. Everybody's going to buy this phone, right? Like I know that I don't have to sell this phone or or even if I pan this phone, people are just going to buy it. No matter what my opinion is on my review, this phone's going to sell like hotcakes, right? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's look at it skeptically. And I was just – within a day of using it, I was like, holy crap, Samsung – you have redefined what the future of phones are. And I think the G6 did that in its own way a little bit already, but it feels like a prototype Galaxy S8 to me, the G6, right? Oh, that's not fair. No, come on. That's how, no, look, I'm not saying that to be mean. That's how it feels to me. And I'm not the only one who said that. Like other, other tech journalists have said it too. I I feel like they kind of went there and then they kind of didn't go all the way. Well, Samsung just went like, boom. Right, I'm going to have to flip this around and uh, give my perspective. Okay. Because okay. G6, in every single way, I bet I can bet you $100 that is a way more durable device than the S8. If you drop the S8... That is true. Yeah. So LG that, no, no, has look, taken... I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm talking about the, the, the evolution of the phone design. The Galaxy S8 stands out as a unique-looking thing. The, Gal- the G6... Even if you have the black one that you can't really see the screen because it doesn't stick out because the bezel is the same color, you you kind of go like, okay, it's just, wait, it's a white screen, but you don't really, it doesn't really immediately go like, what is that? Like, you see the Galaxy S8 and you're like, whole, it, is this from another planet? Like, it looks otherworldly to me. Like, it looks really stands out. Like, the app, you know, everything else looks like an iPhone these days to me. Like, the Pixel looks like an iPhone, you know? Hmm. Um, the G6 certainly doesn't, but it looks very generic phone. Whereas I think the Galaxy just stands out so mm. much because yeah, of the, I, the yeah. combination of curves on both, you know, anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The uh, G6 is, uh, it, it needs a bit more of that design juice in a way. But and that's that, what I mean. Yeah. Like they, 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 they went, they went kind of like 90, 80% with the design juice and then they stopped and like, oh, we can't get too crazy here because we got to, you know, succeed after the mess that was the G5. But whereas <laughs> Samsung was like, like Samsung had to succeed after the mess of the Note 7, but yeah. they still went ballsy and decided, hey, let's go all out here. The only thing they screwed up is a fingerprint reader, but now I've gotten used to it and it's not a huge deal. I'm surprised. It took a few days of muscle memory to get there, but holy crap in every other way that phone is so good. The sound quality on that phone. Oh, it's the first okay. Samsung phone I've used where I'm blown away by what's coming out of the headphone jack, frankly. Interesting. Interesting. Uh-huh. Oh, but you. Um, oh, that's the thing. You guys don't have the quad DAC on the US version. Of we the G6. don't have the quad DAC on the G6. No, I, if I did, I mean, I have. Look, I have the quad DAC on the V20. It is the best sounding phone by far of any mm-hmm. phone. It blows away the G, the HTC 10, mm-hmm. which at the time was the best sounding phone I've ever have, had. Uh, sorry, I had ever heard. <laughs> the G6, uh, sorry, the V20 blows it away. The quad DAC blows it away. So mm-hmm. if you have a G6 with a quad DAC, you're good to go. But the Samsung. The SA sounds surprisingly good for okay. just a generic Qualcomm 835 DAC. Ah, um, really okay. surprised by that. Like mm. Qualcomm's done their homework, unless it's Samsung did something. I don't know. <laughs> um, what other phones um, are you kind of have I you am, used recently or are you using? I After the Smartisan, I'm going to move on to the Xiaomi Mi 6. I do have a Mi 6. It's even the ceramic edition with the 18 karat gold rims around the cameras. <laughs> I hate you, but in a in a friendly way. 
in a loving way. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Yeah, and it, it, that that is that to me is probably how uh, I probably have the same feelings as how you feel about the S8 when I first saw it. It's such a slick design. Um, I know in, um, it looks well, like like you said, a lot of phones. If you look at the, from the front, the contour reminds you of the iPhone 8. I think the Xiaomi 6 has just a tiny little bit of that, but if you look closer, that whole like, it's it's so nicely made because it's got a stainless steel frame. It's not aluminium. So, nice. So this it's heavier, but more du- way more durable. And then the, there's this sexy ceramic back, curved ceramic back Very design. Cool. So the whole the entire design, the entire device is yeah, very sexy looking. And then obviously Sweet. there's a Snapdragon well, A35 I... inside, so uh, looking forward to that. Okay. And then it's also got the dual camera. They're using a similar impl- implementation as the iPhone 7 Plus, which is uh, you have the normal okay. uh, normal camera and you've got the uh, two times, uh, well, quote-unquote, zoom camera. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, you know what? We, we obviously can't get this phone here, which is too bad. I got, I finally got a Mi, a Mi Two, Mi Note Two, whatever the latest Mi Note. Yep. Um, I love it. It's really nice, but I have a feeling this is going to blow it away. Um, the thing with the Mi Note Two is, um, so I like the fact that it's got a. I think it's got the uh, world band, global bands. Correct. Yeah, That's why yeah, they gave so, me one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And mine has Google Play services on it, so it, mine is obviously like uh, maybe an Indian model or something. Yeah, Indian or Polish, some European um, ROM. Yeah, I mean it's cool. Yeah. Uh, the only problem I have with the Mi Note Two is that the camera. Uh, it's like I think it's like a twenty-one, twenty-two megapixel camera, uh, but uh, I just wish it. Yeah, was Yeah, it's kind of mad. The yeah. camera is mad. It yeah. Doesn't have OIS. That's the biggest problem, I think. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling they're about to do a lot of noise upstairs. Um, I'm my phones. My daily drive is a Pixel XL, which I reviewed for Chip Chick in the fall, and I have not. Gone, I mean, I switched from my Nexus 6P. You know, I've always been a Nexus person, mm. and honestly, don't buy. Like, you should read this great article by Dave Roddick of Android Police. Yep. About whether why you shouldn't buy a Pixel right now, uh, mostly because it's not available, and because with the G6 and the Galaxy S8 showing us the way the way of the future the pixel 2 should be hopefully in that same kind of realm uh hopefully a wide screen ultra wide screen or something like that and you probably want to wait for that because it's hard to you know the pix as great as a pixel is yes if you're going to get the updates right away the camera is amazing it is a chunky phone for its size mm-hmm. and a boring phone for its size, design-wise, and when you see what you can do with the G6 and its dual camera, and when you see the beauty that is Galaxy S8, it's hard to resist those two phones right now. Um, it's a tough time to buy a phone if you are a purist that wants a pure Nexus-like, uh, Pixel-like experience, because you can't find the Pixel, and because it is a little obsolete-ish now, despite being still a very solid device. So, well, I those think are my phones, Pixel. Well, that's sorry, a good, go on. that's a great segue to on. Um, well, I don't know how much time left we have, but Google <laughs> I/O. Well, let's talk about it really briefly. But I just wanted to really quickly enumerate. I have the Pixel XL. I have the G6, which is now broken, sadly. Huh. So I put the SIM in the U the U Ultra f- 
to kind of like reminisce myself of HTC's universe until I get my H, uh, U11. And then I have the Galaxy S8. I had an S8 and S8 Plus. I'm using the Plus right now because I like the largest screen. Uh, I And that's it for the four phones because I, I have four pockets. I usually have four phones. I also have a Moto G5 Plus, which I really like. And I've got to play. I finally, yes, I finally got to play because uh, we just had the G, uh, Moto G5 launch in Hong Kong literally a few days ago. Oh, cool. And they, it is so good. As, uh, for for the money, price. you can't go wrong. I mean, if you guys break, like, and actually Dave suggested, he said, if you have to buy a phone because your phone is broken and you see, need something in the interim until you see what the Pixel 2 brings to the table, buy a G5 Plus from Moto because it's 90% of the Pixel's experience mm. for half the price or not half, maybe a bit less, a bit more than half, but for really dirt cheap. Um, and it's as pure as you can get. And who cares if it's not going to get updates because you're going to buy a Pixel 2 in six months mm-hmm. or four months, three months, whenever it is now, mm-hmm. September, October. <laughs> so let's talk about IO, right? I mean, um, I just wanted to quickly say, um, because we don't have time to talk about it. I was at Microsoft Build last week, Mm -hmm. and me and Paul Spain, Paul is the head of the World Podcast Network, um, discussed it on his podcast on this, um, on, on the website on, on, on worldpodcast.com. His, his podcast is called the New Zealand Tech Network. Sorry, New Zealand Tech Podcast, NZ Tech Podcast. We discussed Microsoft Build. If you want to find out what I saw at Microsoft Build and what Microsoft announced there, go listen to his podcast, the New Zealand Tech Podcast here on World Podcasts. But IO, I'm going to go there tomorrow and I'll be there for the next three days. Um, what do we expect there, Richard? I've been trying to stay away from the rumors. I want to get excited and blown away about what they announce. Uh, obviously, Android O. Do you know anything else we should be seeing there? Um, well, like you mentioned, hopefully we'll be seeing a uh, a new Pixel. Hopefully, I think. It's you about- think they're going to announce it at I/O? Well, it's about time, right? I think it's about time. No, it's always in October. Um, uh, it's don't always know, in October. Because- well. I don't know. Last year was last the year before. Since the Nexus 4, it's been October for all the Nexuses and Pixels. You know, you're right though. They could announce a Pixel 2 now and that blow everybody away. Yeah. I mean, uh, if, if you want to hop onto that, 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 um, Snapdragon 835 wave, then why not? I don't know. Or maybe it doesn't have to be a flagship Pixel, can it? Well, I guess actually Pixel has to be flagship. I don't know. Pixel daydream. Let's start rumors, Richard. How about a Galaxy S8 Developer Edition? Mm. Ooh. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, I think they, no. <laughs> I think I, I'm mainly I'm mainly interested in seeing what's new for Android O because, uh, quite frankly, the, uh, the some of the new not not many of the new features in um, uh, Nougat is that how you pronounce it? Android N Nougat. They're, Just no, Nougat. They're not. They're not. There's it's less less uh, wow factor. To, to, I agree to, with you, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but but they are. But I mean, are, look, they are good. They hand, they do come in handy. Well, I mean, look, always coming for sure. N was, a, I think, a solid update. They're always solid updates. I'm just kind of wondering. Have you heard of anything that's supposed to really stand out and make O unique? I have not personally. I have not heard much, to be honest. So you know, this it. is maybe a good segue for me to say. Wait until next week's podcast where we will talk all about Google <laughs> I.O. And I will let you know as soon as I know who the uh, guests will be. 
I've got a few people on the burner here that are interested in coming on, so we'll make it happen. Um, why don't we wrap it up, Richard? Because I know you're very tired. You've only slept three hours and you've been at it for hours since the HTC yeah. U11 launch. And yeah. I need to get away from this noise and wrap this podcast up. Uh, plug yourself. Tell us where people can find you, what you do, who you are, the meaning of life, all that stuff. I have nothing on the meaning of life, but you can come check out Engadget.com. I'm one of the writers there, many, many, one of the many writers there. I'm also on Twitter. I'm at Richard Lai, Richard L-A-I. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, uh, I tweet a lot. So you've been warned. <laughs> and it's awesome. Uh, also, I want to say you're the editor-in-chief of Engadget Chinese. You're based in Hong Kong. That means you have access to these incredibly cool phones like the Smartisan we just talked about and like the Mi 6 that we're all very jealous you have your hands on. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're, uh, f follow Richard if you aren't on Twitter. I mean, awesome stuff. Um, for me, just so you guys know, when we don't want to create a handle for this podcast on Twitter because I'm super active on Twitter as well. So find me on tank on Twitter at tank girl. That's tank girl. Like the comic book character without the vowels, T N K G R L at T N K G R L. The hashtag for this podcast is a little weird because it's the mobile tech podcast, but the hashtag is tech mobcast. So like mob as in mobile and cast. So hashtag tech mob cast uh, because the ha bad habit we took it in gadget to call the the mobile podcast the mobcast. I thought, hey, let's grab tech mobcast as the as the hashtag for this podcast. So follow me on Twitter. Um, and if you want to find uh, information about this podcast, the URL is techmobilepodcast.com. And, um, you know, again, we're on the World Podcast Network, uh, worldpodcasts.com, uh, hashtag world, sorry, uh, handle World Podcasts on uh, Twitter. Uh, so it's at World Podcasts. Um, you know, that's where you'll get uh, more information about what we're up to and uh, and also what the other podcasts are on the network. There's a bunch, some tech, some about cooking, as we've already covered. Stay tuned for next week's. We'll talk all about I.O. After I.O. this week, I am in Taipei next week. So after that, we'll talk about Computex. There'll be some phones announced there. Are you looking forward to anything at Computex, Richard? Um... <laughs> Maybe. I put you on the spot, didn't I? No, it just feels like it's getting quieter and quieter each year. That's all. Yeah, it's not a, it's all not a phone show, right? But there's always some interesting Android type stuff there. That's why I kind of brought it up. Um, I will see you in Taipei, mm. uh, and I will see the audience on, or, he, or well, you will hear us or me next week. Uh, we publish uh, Thursday mornings. Uh, US time, so stay tuned for something in your RSS feed slash podcatcher every week. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for World Podcasts for hosting me. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and signing out. Cheers. Bye, Richard. Bye. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.